CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group. It's Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto is Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about bond market alarm, Bitcoin resilience, Ripple, jobs, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice. Now, a markets roundup. Debt markets around the world are in turmoil. But before we talk about that and why it matters for crypto, it's worth talking about how well crypto markets are holding up. Given the meltdowns and melt-ups going on in traditional assets, you'd expect them to be down by even more. According to Coindesk Indices, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, Bitcoin was trading at $27,428, down half a percent over the past 24 hours. Ether was at $1,636, down 1.4%. Bitcoin continues to lead the market. Its dominance index, known as BTC.D, measures Bitcoin's market cap relative to the total crypto market cap. When Bitcoin is outperforming the rest of the market, this goes up. Yesterday, it climbed yet again and is now at 50.5%. Bitcoin now accounts for more than half of the whole crypto market. Bitcoin's strength is surprising given the colossal tightening effect of rising bond yields around the world, a rising dollar, and a rising oil price. Tightening especially impacts risk assets, and crypto assets are arguably the riskiest in that bucket. Were typical correlations to hold, Bitcoin would be suffering. But so far, it isn't. It is easily outperforming most stock indices, even those considered less risky, such as the Dow Jones. This suggests that there is meaningful support in the crypto market. But rather than seeing it in price increases, we're seeing it in prices not falling by more. Ripple was a strong outperformer in crypto markets today, up more than 4% to trade at 53 cents. This boost comes from two pieces of good news for the network's XRP token. One is securing a license from the Monetary Authority of Singapore, allowing it to keep providing digital payment token services in the region. The other is the denial of the Securities and Exchange Commission's request to appeal a recent call ruling. I'll be talking more about this in a moment. 
Moving on to strong signals in the macro market. Earlier today, the US 10-year yield almost reached 4.9%, while the 30-year yield broke through 5% for the first time since 2007. There seems to have been a pullback over the past few hours, but markets are spooked. It doesn't help that Fed officials are out on the speaker circuit repeating the mantra that rates may have to go up some more and at best will be higher for longer. It also doesn't help that global confidence in the US government's ability to function took a hit. Yesterday, the House of Representatives voted to oust the speaker for the first time in history. It also doesn't help that the higher US debt yields go, the more the US government will be paying in interest expense. This is triggering doubts about the US government's fiscal health. The price of insurance against a US government default has more than doubled over the past month and is now at the highest levels since the aftermath of the banking crisis earlier this year. What we are seeing is not just about rising interest rate expectations. That explained much of the climb in yields over the past month. What we are seeing now is more about confidence, or rather, the lack of. The jobs market delivered some positive data this morning, however. This has allowed the bond markets to come down a bit, and stock markets to recover some or all of the day's losses. The ADP non-farm employment report is a narrower, private version of the official report we'll get on Friday. This morning's release of the employment change for September came in much lower than expected an increase of less than 90,000 compared to consensus forecast of over 150,000. This suggests that the US job market is finally starting to cool down, which means that the Federal Reserve might be able to ease up on interest rates ahead of expectations. The official report due on Friday does not always move in line with the ADP version, but we may get some good news then as well. Over in stocks, this economic data point has given markets some breathing room. US stocks were a sea of red yesterday, with all three major indices down more than 1.3%. The Nasdaq led the decline with a drop of 1.9%, its biggest daily drop in two months. So far today, however, the losses are much more muted, with Nasdaq gaining three-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is still up almost 10% year-to-date, although its gain is rapidly disappearing. The Nasdaq is holding on to its lead with a year-to-date gain of over 23%. And a sobering statistic for those that are still betting on a soft landing for the US economy, the Dow Jones Index is now below its January level. Major European indices were also hit hard yesterday, with declines of more than 1% across the board. Both the German DAX and the broader Eurostock 600 indices are at their lowest levels since March. The yield on the 10-year German government bond, considered the safest bond in the European market, broke through 3% earlier today for the first time since 2011. This morning has brought some signs of relief with more muted losses from the main indices. In Asia, the decline in Japan's Nikkei index accelerated in today's trading with a drop of 2.3%. This brings the accumulated drop for the month so far to 4%, but the index is still 18% up year-to-date. Japanese investors are not just spooked by moves in global bond markets. 
They're also keeping a close eye on currency movements. Yesterday, the yen-US dollar exchange rate broke through the symbolic level of 150 for the first time since late last year. Shortly after, the currency saw a sharp recovery, leading many to speculate that the Japanese central bank was again intervening in the market. That's possible, but it would be unusual for the Bank of Japan to do so without an announcement of some sort. Central bank intervention would be a big deal. It's more likely, at least for now, that it was some buying triggered by the decline in anticipation of eventual intervention. In commodities, concerns about a global economic slowdown are now outweighing concerns about a tightening oil supply. Today, both Saudi Arabia and Russia confirmed that their production cuts would continue until the end of the year. Nevertheless, the Brent crude benchmark continued to pull back, dropping more than 2% to below $90 a barrel. Gold continues to be suppressed by the stronger dollar and by global monetary tightening. Its price is more or less flat on the day, trading at $1,825 per ounce. Coming up after the break, we look at Ripple's good news and the court case that seems to be enthralling the world. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. These cash-settled contracts give full exposure to crypto performance without the hassle of holding the physical position. No digital wallet? No problem. Trade nearly 24-7 in a transparent CFTC-regulated market. Visit cmegroup.com crypto to learn more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Welcome back. The SEC was dealt another blow yesterday. The presiding judge in its case against Ripple denied it permission to lodge an appeal in her original ruling. This determined that the token XRP itself was not a security although some contracts involving its transfer were investment contracts. The SEC understandably wanted to appeal this decision since its case rests on the token itself being an unregistered security. Many other cases the SEC is currently involved in also draw on this principle. The judge hasn't said that the SEC can never appeal. She did say that the SEC had failed to show that there were material questions of law at stake, or that there were significant enough grounds for differences of opinion. The SEC could decide to appeal after a trial on remaining issues, which has been set for April 2024. Next, I know I said that I wouldn't be talking about the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried here since it isn't particularly relevant to markets. But over the past couple of days, a few people have asked me how I think the trial might impact crypto, which got me thinking about some of the bigger picture effects. Short term, there are unlikely to be any surprises, other than some intriguing but not relevant human interest details. No, who did what, who said what, who knew what. It's gripping, much like a good TV series would keep us wanting to know what happens next. That said, the breadth of the coverage across media is significant. Every financial and most mainstream news sources are covering this. Some are framing it as a test of crypto as a valid asset class, which is totally wrong. Crypto is not on trial here. Fraud is. 
Regardless, the trial is not a good look for the crypto ecosystem, and its blanket coverage is unlikely to tempt new investors to step into the market. Some of the coverage could reinforce the opinion held by a few that crypto is full of scammers. And it's fair to say that the crypto ecosystem does have a lot to be embarrassed about. The course of the trial, however, will eventually enable us to start to move on to put this painful episode behind us. Soon, FDX will recede into the mists of time, leaving us wiser, more sceptical, and prepared to make sure a mistake on this scale never happens again in our industry. Coindesk's Daniel Kuhn published an opinion piece today that eloquently lays out the role that he thinks crypto played in the FTX fraud. As Dan points out, it's not nothing. And he takes a balanced view of how crypto can do better. But, as Dan points out, even the current FTX CEO, who stepped in to clean the mess up, says that the crime is, and I quote here, old-fashioned embezzlement. End quote. I strongly recommend you check Dan's piece out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Also, if you can't get enough of Sam's story, Coindesk will be bringing you frequent updates from the courtroom. And be sure to sign up for our daily trial newsletter. That's it for today's show. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Acheson for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.